Sunday, April 2nd, 2023. Palm Sunday of the Passion of Our Lord. We are taught so much during the Lenten season, but no learning is greater than this. God has not miraculously saved Christ from a difficult situation. He has not obstructed the injustice and the death of his son. In him, God has made it known that he does not overcome evil by hindering it with miraculous interventions, but by taking away its power to harm, even making it a time of growth for the man. It is difficult to assimilate this logic of God. It is difficult to accept that unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Matthew particularly insists on the repudiation of violence and the use of weapons. Only he reports the words of Jesus to Peter, who tried to defend him with a sword. Put your sword back into its place, for all who take hold of the sword will die by the sword. Tertullian, the famous apologist of the first and second century, commented, Disarming Peter, Jesus took away the weapons from the hands of every soldier. A few decades later, the biblical scholar Origen echoed, We Christians no longer grip the sword. We don't learn the art of war because through Jesus, we have become children of peace. One of the issues close to Matthew's heart is the universality of salvation. Israel cannot consider herself as the only and jealous depository of the promises. She played the role that the Lord entrusted to her to prepare the coming of God's kingdom. Now she is expected first among the guests in the banquet hall. Unfortunately, Israel rejected the invitation. In the early Christian community, it is experienced as a painful laceration, like a sword that pierces the soul, as a thorn in the flesh. The fullest expression of this refusal is the cry, His blood be on us and on our children. The nonsensical interpretation of this phrase has had tragic consequences. Hatred, false accusations, violence, and Christians supporting the persecution of the Jews. But the meaning attributed to it by Matthew was totally different. The Jews had chosen violence and rejected the reign of peace announced by Jesus. The evangelist wants to warn of the danger of repeating that same mistake. Another incident reported only by Matthew is the death of Judas. This disciple is the symbol of all those who, for a time, follow Jesus. Then, they are aware that Jesus does not realize and share their dreams of glory and their thirst for power. They abandon him and even turn against him. If we free ourselves from the stereotypes for a moment, we can experience respect and compassion for the plight of this man. It seems that, in the group of the apostles, he had no friends. 
When he saw the one who loved him go to his death, he must have felt terribly alone to carry the weight of his mistake. Unfortunately, he's gone to vent his remorse, his inner torment, to the wrong people, to the temple priests who use him. If he had turned to Christ, surely his life would have ended in another way. Finally, only Matthew speaks of the guards placed in custody of the tomb. They are a sign of the triumph of evil. Their presence testifies that the righteous is defeated, the deliverer silenced, locked forever in a tomb. It is an experience we all share. Evil gives the impression of being assured of a final triumph, crushing the dreams of the poor, the weak, and the defenseless, trampling on their hope for justice. God, however, ensures his unexpected intervention. His angels will roll every stone that prevents the return to life and will sit on it. The soldiers placed to defend injustice and iniquity will flee in terror from his light. Thank you.